Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by do-it-yourself publicity expert, Christina Daves. Having invented a product and desperate to sell it, Christina figured out how to get free publicity. She's appeared on Today, The Steve Harvey Show, Dr. Oz, Bloomberg, Entrepreneur, and hundreds more. Christina is a best-selling author on the topic and has a regular segment on Good Morning Washington on ABC. She not only does this for her own business, but she also teaches other business owners how to have the same success. Together with her students and clients, Christina has generated over eight figures in sales from free publicity. Let's welcome Christina to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So first of all, listeners, a quick apology. We're broadcasting in lo-fi today, but Christina is going, and Christina and I are going to do an absolute phenomenal job of delivering you guys a lot of great information on PR. It's something that all of you should know about, and I think um, when we go through our interview today, you're going to have some very tactical, practical information that you can take action on right away. So Christina, first of all, thank you very much for being my co-host for today's show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Good. You sound excited. I believe you. <laughs> I am. I know. So it's funny. In. I gave a presentation yesterday, and they said, wow, you really love what you do. I'm like, I do because it works if you guys do this. So I'm excited to talk to your people and, and share with them some things because it will really make a difference in their business. Yes, it absolutely will. So let's just start out with the real basic stuff, and then we can get into the real interesting how-to aspect of what you have to offer. So what is PR, and why would someone want to do it? Because we maybe have some people that are really you know, new business people, and so they're just learning the ropes. Right. So PR from the old school, if you remember, you know, publicists were so exclusive and elite and, you know, they would send a press release out and only certain people would see it. Well, now with social media – you don't need publicists. You can find a journalist on Twitter and have a conversation with them. So the reason you want to to do this is visibility. The more publicity you get, the more you're quoted in Realtor.com or National Magazines or Trulia or any of these real estate publications, I always say, before you meet with somebody, what do you do? You Google them. I do the same thing. So before these agents go out to listing appointments, they're getting Googled. So what happens if somebody Googles them and they're the whole first page of Google being quoted in all these real estate stories? Who do you think they're going to want to work with? That person has the credibility and the expertise as, wow, the media wants to interview them. They must be really good. Is it difficult to get a uh, media outlet to want to accept your content? Is it something like, how do you go about doing it? If you want to get into the how-tos, I'm I'm sure that's where our listeners want us to cut to anyway, so why don't we just cut to it? <laughs> Absolutely. So so I'll give you two scenarios. In the local market, 
And, and one of the easiest things you can do is really pay attention to what's going on nationally. So one of these big companies, Inman does a study, Trulia does a study, Realtor.com does a study, bring it home. What does that mean for your local market? And, and pick up the phone, start to build a relationship with your local newspaper editor. You really can do that, especially in a, in a smaller local market. But tell them, you know, what that means for your industry there. Um, and, and I will tell you, I interviewed the editor for the Washington Post real estate section, and she said, Christina, I want to build my Rolodex. She goes, my Rolodex is so small because people are afraid to pitch me story ideas. So they want story ideas. You just huh. – isn't that? But you have to make them good. Don't just say, you know, how home prices are going up. Home prices are going down. Give me meat. Like, give me something really good. Uh, I I was did a presentation yesterday. We're in the D.C. area, and I said we had the government shutdown last year. I said I, if I'm a real estate agent, I'm on the phone calling the local television station, saying, "Guess what? This means that my person who just bought a house doesn't have a job anymore." Let me tell you what that means in terms of qualifying for a loan, and you know that's newsworthy stuff. That's the stuff you just want to be on the ball with locally, so you can pitch your local media and become that real estate expert guru that they come to for quotes. So you're saying, for example, like if I'm, I'm, if I'm on Bloomberg and Bloomberg just comes out with a story about real estate prices in Greenwich, Connecticut. They like to always bash on Greenwich, Connecticut. And we have one of the top <laughs> listing agents in Greenwich, Connecticut, Rob. And what Rob, you know, Rob does is he'll go and he'll write uh, articles or, for his uh, clients, and they'll send those, say, hey, this Bloomberg article came out saying how Greenwich real estate is flat or it's going to decline or how whatever, whatever, the best days are behind it. Those are the typical Bloomberg articles about Greenwich. And then he said this is the reason that this information is not necessarily what you want to be listening to, and he'll go and kind of rebuff the, whatever the negative was in the Bloomberg article. He could take that same approach, and he could then approach someone in the media, and they might be interested in, in having a, a counterpunch to that article since it's already something that's newsworthy. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, and I would go to the Greenwich people, the Greenwich newspapers, the Greenwich mm -hmm. television stations, and say, look what Bloomberg is saying about our community. Let me tell you how they're not, why they're not right. You know, or let me tell you, let's, let's, let me give you the other side of the story. They're not telling you the whole story. But I would think instantly that would be something they would want to cover. Why do you think, it's interesting what your Washington uh, Post, I think it was, editor told you, why do you think that, or why does she think that people are afraid to pitch her story ideas? Oh, I, I, I know it. I, I've been doing this for years. People are so afraid of the media, and, and they really don't need mm. to be. You know, it used to be such an exclusive club, let's just say. But now, you know, it used to be you had, what, three channels on TV, and the, the big paper came out on Sundays. And, I mean, media today is 24-7, 365. And they've got to constantly be putting out new content. So, But I think people – think of them still as this exclusive elite club that you can't break into, uh, but, but you can. And once you start to build relationships with these journalists, they love you. I've been doing this for years. They, you know, they see my email come in, and I, I'm usually connecting them with other people. You know, oh, I saw this story. Here's somebody. Here's somebody. You know, this might be somebody good in the future. And that's a great way to build a relationship with the media too, don't necessarily pitch yourself right away. Really pay attention to what they're writing about or talking about and give 
give some feedback, give some, you know, additional information, give them more contacts, people you know, and then when you pitch, you're a, a valuable resource to them already. So let's, I heard you say a few things, and just, again, keeping it practical for the listeners, ways to get yep. published, ways to get in front of the reporters. I heard you say uh, you could hypothetically just call them and uh, give them an idea, introduce yourself, and tell them that this is an idea you might have, though I would imagine that's the hardest way to, to actually get your content produced. I heard you also say maybe you just connect with them socially, it, but isn't the formal way or the old school way of doing it, isn't there a formal, like, this is how you submit a press release type thing, and this is who you send it to? Can you illuminate this topic a little bit so the listeners have you know actionable sure. information? Yeah, uh, in my opinion, the press release as it was before is dead. Um, it's great for information, but but if you want really want to pitch a journalist and really be successful, I call it my get PR famous formula. You want to be newsworthy. You want to hmm. create a great hook, which is your subject line. So they're going to open your email, and you want to make sure you have the right the right real estate journalist. Uh, but give them boom, boom, boom. You know, Trulia did a study. Here's what it means for us. Here's my bio. I'm available. Or even put a quote in there that they could just take right out and put in a story. Uh, and then if you want to put a press release at the end, you could say, for more information, I've included a press release. Uh, it, it, I don't know anybody who's still using press releases. <laughs> and And you have just as much success all the people that I've trained that are getting in the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post and on TV, they're not, they're not sending press releases. They're sending a very short strategic pitch with a statistic, information, quotes, you know, something to back up why they know this. And, and it's also really good to know about that journalist. Know the kinds of stories that they write. So when you're pitching a story, it's right in line with what they do anyway. You know, I see you've written That's five articles in the last six months about X, Y, and Z. You know, here's something along those lines you might be interested in. I guess what the listeners need to clearly understand is that these journalists have, uh, are always looking for information. And if you prove yourself, as you said this, Christina, if, if they prove them, you know, if you prove yourself to be a uh, trustworthy, viable source of information, they're going to cultivate that relationship. They know what you're after, getting printed, getting on potentially maybe even a TV show or something. They know what your end game is. And if you're a relationship they want to continue to foster, they'll probably reinforce that relationship by giving you what you want. That's the essence of why you guys want to do this. And I want you listeners to listen to what she said. What, the very first thing that she said about making yourself search-worthy, making it so that when people do random searches on you and they see you're quoted in a bunch of different places, if that's not a, the most powerful <laughs> killer way of building you know, reputation in addition to you know, maybe a referral or something like that, those, that's about as powerful as you can get. So does, any, does this cost any money, everything you're talking about, to do anything that we're discussing? No. Does this cost any money? No, that's the thing. Everything is free. And and if you just get used to it, I it's I would say it's muscle memory. Get get to a point, just start doing it and then you'll start seeing things and, and it'll you know, five, ten minutes a day is really all the time you need to spend on it and and you will see results. I like I said, I've worked with thousands of real estate agents and I get so excited when I get a text or an email, you know, Christina, look, here I am. I had one agent who who pitched the Washington Post, and it was kind of a lofty pitch, but I thought, okay, good for you. That's great. Two weeks later, his article was posted. This was just 
this past Thanksgiving to Christmas time. So I texted him in January and I said, just curious what the ROI on your article is. And he goes, oh, so far I've gotten $5 million listings in six weeks. Nice. Now, how's that for ROI? <laughs> well, look, you, you, I'm sure you don't want to say his name, but do you want to drill down so we can give listeners exactly what yeah. the article was about that was so effective? Yeah, love that. Case absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. It's, um, it's Dustin Fox from Pearson Smith Realty, which is getting to be a really big real estate company in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, but what he did is his specialty, his niche, is selling homes using Facebook ads. So he pitched okay. the same editor I told you about, the Washington Post, and said, I can, I can help you with an article on how to sell real estate using social media. So now every time he goes to a listing appointment, he pulls out his article and says, I'm going to sell your home using Facebook ads. And look, I am the expert. The Washington Post, and he actually wrote the article, which is very rare. And then they did the editing, you know, so it was Washington Post worthy, but they didn't know the content like he knew the content of what to put in the article. Um, but yeah, he. Well, so let's level that, you just said you just said a couple of things that I think our listeners are going to real, want to drill down on because this, what you just said is going yeah. to intimidate them to in a certain extent. You know what I'm about to say, you guys. You don't have to write the article yourselves. No, 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 you no, just, no. that's rare. Told you before, right, rare. It's rare that somebody can put together a really good article that's going to you know basically be accepted by somebody like the Washington Post, right? I mean, so you guys just have to listen to what she said earlier. Factoids, your quotes you know, maybe some information to reinforce whatever it is, the topic that you know that reporter is probably going to be interested in, and just send them that. And if they're interested, then they'll write the article. So don't overthink this or make this too difficult. I heard her say you have to spend about 10 minutes a day on this. I thought that was interesting too. So what do you mean by that? You have to spend – you should maybe consider adding this to your schedule and 10 minutes a day. What does that mean specifically? So pay attention to what's going on in the real estate market, which you guys should be doing anyway, and and get to that point where you're where you see if there's a trend or a study or something that you can then, like I said, drill it down and bring it locally that you can then pitch your, you know, your your Sun Gazette, your local Times, because ideally, as a as a local real estate agent, that's where you want to be. Those are the, your potential customers are those people reading that paper. So that's why those stories are so important. So, you know, oh, there's Tim Harris again talking about the local real estate market. So you're just always staying front of mind in front of your potential customers. I'll tell you, uh, listeners, and you a real quick story, more and less in alignment with what we're talking about. Um, Julie wrote an article for the local paper. And, guys, listen to what she's saying. She said local paper. The local paper is the one that usually is with all the football scores, usually with all the you know goings-on in the local community and the local pol political things and all the rest of it. So it's easier to get published in there, witness what I'm about to say. Now, Julie writes books and whatnot, but she wrote this article about um, our daughter, Christmas, the whole thing. And she did this like five years ago, and they published it. And now every year around the holidays, they ask her for an updated version of the story. You know, Zoe gets older. So I, that's what you're saying is very fascinating because you can easily build relationships with the local papers, whereas maybe the bigger brow papers, they're having they only they have a a lot of competing forces that are probably limiting the amount of effort they can put towards a topic that you want to write about or you want to contribute about or that would frankly benefit your business. So start small, and if you just stay small with your content, 
which I'm hearing her say, is consistently uh, produce really great information that's publishable, and you'll get a better sense of it as you get into the, the zone, the reporters, if they don't bite the first – well, there you go. There's a good question. So how often – like how long does it normally take or how long have you seen it take for um, agents to be successful with this strategy? Right. So it really depends on – what's you know what the what the paper has in plan i would say it's kind of like a puzzle piece that has to fit with everything else they have going on now when dustin pitched he literally went from pitch to print in two weeks two weeks i have um, other agents who and there's another resource we can talk about help a reporter out who have literally sent a pitch in and been quoted that day on a national blog or realtor.com Uh, So it really depends, you know, then sometimes it takes six months. Um, But if you if you're actively doing it, you know, if you only do it once, you're not going to have results. I always say this, this isn't a magic pill. It's got to, you know, be part of what you're doing every single day. But if you start to do it every single day, you're going to see results. And and what we're talking about here is not something you don't have to send in things that are salacious or you know, tabloidy. This you could just send in no. statistical market information. Like, okay, so let's drill down. What are the types of things that we know that you know from your vast experience that reporters bite on the easiest when it comes to agents submitting information? What's going to be the easiest thing for these guys to get traction with, content-wise? Take take a national trend, a national report that just comes out, and bring it locally. What does that okay. mean for the so local market? Before. Yeah, and, and and know where you are. For example, like I said, I'm in the Washington D.C. area. We're kind of a bubble because it's so transient, and and so mm-hmm. so really know your market. I always I tell everybody that I work with, do your homework on your media outlet, on your community. If you do that extra little step, you'll be so much further ahead than everybody else, and it will be so easy for you to stand out as as that person that they want help to get help from, get quotes from, to work with, because you've done your homework on that media outlet or what's going on nationally and what's going on locally, and it, you'll really stand out in the crowd. So what are the ways to make reporters love you? <laughs> what are ways to basically make you how can these how can these agents become the preferred source for the reporters of their local paper? We talked about how they can get in front of them. Now let's say they have their foot yeah. in the door. How can they make it so they and, and you know we talked about the content, we talked about where to get content ideas. This is all good. So how can they absolutely positively lock it in with these reporters so these reporters now see these guys as their trusted resource for all things real estate? I would do my homework. I would read if you're starting to build this relationship with that reporter, read the last 10 articles they've written, go on their social media, see what they're tweeting about, what they're posting on LinkedIn, so that when you pitch and you, you're telling them something, you're, you're telling them exactly how they want to be told, exactly the way they need to oh. see things. And I mean, think of you. Isn't it so much easier if somebody brings you something exactly the way you would love to do it? That, that it well, just becomes a no-brainer. Well, it's like, oh, this is perfect. Let's stop there. That's that's like genius yeah. what you just said. I hope the listener said heard what you said. What, okay, again, correct me if I'm wrong. So you said what I think I heard you say was you're saying read what the how they what they write about how they write, read, learn their style, learn maybe if they have any leanings this way or the other thing, and then when you're approaching them, uh, approach them like you already. No, they are thinking. Use maybe their own parlance. Use maybe their own like you know ways of 
it maybe I mean maybe they're leaning this way or that way. Maybe sometimes people make they politicize housing. I mean, housing has become a political thing. And if you see like I wrote an, read an article the other day how the guy who is running HUD now is going to try to make it so that. Um, People who are getting housing subsidies have to have jobs, and that's something that's not been done before, and it's going to be very controversial at the midterm elections and all that. Well, if you have an article, if you read, an, if your local housing person is like 100% pro, they should have jobs, they should, you know, get out with their butts and all the rest of it, and if it's that leaning politically, then you probably want to approach, if you're hoping to have a relationship with that person, you might want to try to be in alignment with what, how they're already presenting the information from their perspective. Did I hear you correctly? Yes, but but if you do really have an opposing view on that, take their view, the give them pros and cons type of thing. Because you don't want to just say what they're saying. I meant that more in, in the format, the way that they write and the way that they maybe interview people to make it a lot easier okay. to just kind of plug and play what you're doing. I, I would not change my opinion just to get printed in the newspaper uh, because that's what that journalist felt and they and they want to see both sides of the story that's usually that's, that's how journalism works so my approach was too sycophantic is what you're saying <laughs> well too much, basically I, too much yeah probably yeah well okay so let's let's move forward what other tips come to mind what are the other challenges that sometimes folks have business owners have when they're trying to uh, cash in on uh, PR what are the things that you see people stumble over that we might be able to save them the pain of having to deal with um, their pitch is too long do not send mm. t a 10 paragraph as much as you want to tell them everything in that in that first email uh, and it was funny I, I have now built a relationship with one of my local Fox News anchors and she said to me, she said, the publicists make it so easy for me because if it's 10 paragraphs, I don't even look at it. I hit delete. So you've got to just boom, boom, boom. That's funny. She told so you that. Real, isn't that funny? But but think of your yeah, email is. box. That's what I was telling What are you going to read? The short emails. You don't want it. You're like, oh, okay, I'll flag that. I'll get to that later. Uh, so so think of it in that perspective. But that's the first thing. Pitching the wrong journalist because you only can find – the food editor, and you hope they're going to push your real estate story to the right person. That doesn't happen. I made that mistake myself. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, timely pitching. Uh, you need to know, you know, like regional. If you have a regional magazine in your community, it could be four to eight weeks out. So if you're pitching a spring real estate story, you don't want to pitch it in April because that magazine's closed and done. Nationally, they're done four to five months in advance. So if you're looking to get, well, so that's and that's in, yeah, in print. Yeah, well, that's interesting too. I mean, if you go back and uh, tell me if this is an interesting uh, strategy, go back and see what the seasonal stories that the local papers always seem to gravitate towards. I know we live in Texas, and I know you're going to hear about West Nile virus in probably about 90 days. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to be a story. And don't, I mean, is that another? Is that a strategy? Maybe look back to see what their topics have been and prepare content knowing that that's probably what they're going to write about again around that time of the year? Absolutely. And every media outlet does it. Southern Living Magazine is notorious mm. for putting the same recipes and the same thing in every three to four years. Uh, even the Today Show, <laughs> I had heard a story um, about um, 
it was, I was teaching about doing a really good hook and it was a nutritionist came on and what, what's the healthiest mall food to eat while you're holiday shopping. So I'm Googling that, trying to find that clip to put in my training. And I found an old clip with Meredith Vieira talking about the same thing, but not at the holidays. It was a summertime thing. Like, oh, if you're shopping at the mall, what's the best? <laughs> so you can take an old story and just put a little, you know, whatever year this is spin on it and if they did it two or three years ago they're probably going to print it again with the new spin there you go i think that's a good idea that's fantastic all right cool so anything else you'd like to say to these guys and let them know how they can get in contact with you i think uh you know your energy and enthusiasm would motivate me to i mean really at the end of the day all the best ideas in the world don't matter if they're not going to take action on them the pr i i you know i tell you the thing i really find shocking from what you said i just had no idea was the old school press release format and that means that basically mm -hmm. these companies online that you pay 300 bucks to and they bunch of do a bunch of pr you know using a specific formula and you're saying i didn't know that stuff is outdated that's fascinating you know so that's, you know that's going to be an interesting what and this is one of my biggest pet peeves is is you pay the money and the press release goes out and they house it on all these abc cbs nbc places you know all across the country that that's a, a hub for every press release that's released for that 24 hours and then these companies tell people, well, now you can say you've been seen on ABC, CBS, NBC. And I'm like, no, if you've, you have to be able to link to a quote. You know, that, that's a credible person. If you go to my website and you click on, you know, anything or you Google me and you click on it, it's a quote. It's an interview. It's a television segment. It's, it's not just paying money to, to put something out there. And it's just the press release word for word. So that I, I have a really hard time with that. It's not, it's just not right. You know, do if you do the stuff that I talked about, you really can be quoted, and then you can take these articles, you know, to your listing appointments. I have an agent who was just quoted in Women's Health magazine. That's almost a two million circulation, and it was all about how hard it is to when you're selling your house for a husband and wife, the stress on the marriage. So imagine when he goes to the listing appointments, like, look, I, I'm with you every step of the way. I totally understand it. And look, here's an article that, you know, I, I did several quotes for in Women's Health Magazine all about this topic. He's, he's a guru. He's an, you know, he's the expert in this. I know. That's a great idea, Christina. So here are my big take. Yeah. Here are my big takeaways. The, the traditional PR is dead. <laughs> you were very direct on that. That the no. uh, big online PR release things are silly that you don't have to write some big 10-page dossier to get the reporters to pay attention to you. You gave really great ideas on how these guys can come up with inspiration for their own press releases. Um, you said uh, make sure that you keep it local because you increase your probability of getting published, and let's be honest, that's going to be where you probably want to focus anyway for the, you know, as you're getting comfortable doing this. And I also heard you should probably consider making this part of your daily routine so that you increase your likelihood of getting published as you consistently send to the reporters that are in the housing section, because these are agents that are listening, um, information that's going to be of interest to them. Was there any other points you'd like that, you, that I missed that, that we should maybe make sure these guys got? No, that's good. And just at the end of the day, think of the value to the audience. What value are you providing mm. that newspaper audience, that television audience? Because that's what that's what they're looking for. So think of it. Think of the end game, and then go backwards. That's fantastic. So if these guys want to get a hold of you, how might they do so? I am um, at prforanyone.com or christinadaves.com. You can put my name into Google. You can find me everywhere.
<laughs> quoted in many different high-profile publications, yeah. I'm sure. Exactly. So, Christina, thank you very much for your time. Oh, and by the way, thank you for emailing us and asking to be on the show because I knew instantly when I read your email this was going to be a great uh, you know, topic. It's one of those things that I think PR, uh, for the most part, was seen for a long time as a way of getting links to websites. And I think the art of getting published, which is what I think you help these guys understand today, I certainly learned from listening to you, is maybe going to be an inspiration for some of these folks to, um, you know, really take their business to the next level. So for that, I thank you, and I really appreciate you being my co-host on today's podcast. Thank you for having me. Have a, fantastic, have a fantastic day, listeners. If you need me for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, or you can email Christina directly or obviously find her online. And the notes from today's show, guys, are going to be published at TimAndJulieHarris.com along with her contact information and links to her website. And you can obviously listen to this on YouTube, etc. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. Thanks, Christina. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.